Well, good afternoon and welcome once again to uh, Love Your Business TV. I am Adrian Peck. I am the founder and uh, entrepreneur of Better Never Stops. We deliver business advice and coaching programs to entrepreneurs and business owners who run or want to run one million pound sized businesses. Um, every week we broadcast live to the nation uh, every Monday, after, uh, sorry, Tuesday afternoon at 3.30, uh, hopefully giving you uh, business owners and entrepreneurs across the UK lots of free business help, guidance and advice um, to help you uh, help you run your business better. I have a massive passion in my life, which is really to help you um, get the most from your business. You work so hard in your businesses trying to build them and grow them. Um, and you should have lots of fun. Uh, and that's what I do. I'm also the author of um, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Rediscovering Your Mojo and Enjoying Every Day by Living Your Dream. And that's exactly what I try and do is help you guys um, either stay in love, fall in love or fall back in love with your businesses. Uh, so let's move on to, to uh, into today. Um, as always, uh, you can catch up with us on um we turn this broadcast into a um, onto a podcast with Spotify, um, Apple, and Google. Um, we you get your podcasts. Uh, we also uh, it's live streamed on Facebook and YouTube, um, so you can catch up on all the previous episodes that we do. Um, it's all there, all lots of free content for you. So uh, if you want to catch on me, always is uh, adrian.peck at peckuk.com is my email address. And of course, you've got any comments or questions today and then just stick them into the uh, comments feed and hopefully we will be able to see them. Uh, this week, I've got a really exciting show this week and I'm so pleased. Uh, one of uh, uh, Mike Killen's going to join us today, who is a something I've met about a year or so ago now uh, and I'm going to introduce you to him in a minute. Uh, so we want to crack on this week and um, we've had a bit of focus now on lead generation. This is off the back of uh, the feedback that you gave me um, over the last couple of weeks. I sent a survey out to uh, lots and lots of you and you gave the feedback that one of the biggest challenges you have in the moment in your businesses is about lead generation and sales conversion. So I've put together a series of four, uh, at least four programs I'm going to do now on a Tuesday afternoon. Last week, we looked at, um, at lead generation and lead generation channels. I'll come on to that in a second. This week, we're very much going to look on uh, how to turn leads into sales. So I say last week, we looked at lead generation channels. We looked at what channels are. And this is things like social media, direct mail campaigns, um, web uh, pay-per-click, um, those kind of things are your channels. And we looked at some common mistakes and some actions for you to take away as well. Again, you can catch up on that program, uh, that show from last week, by going on to either the podcast or on to loveyourbusiness.tv as well, and you can catch up on that previous show. Uh, so this week, as I say, we're going to focus on turning those leads into sales. And I'm super excited now because I'm going to um, introduce you to, to Mike. Uh, so hopefully I can hand him in there and we should then be able to go uh, onto that screen there. And we've got Mike in now. In fact, let's just make you a little bit bigger, Mike, first we can introduce you properly. Hi, Mike. Good afternoon. Hey, man. Uh, How good, you doing? good afternoon to you. Mike Killen is the founder of Sell Your Service. He is a sales coach, um, predominantly working with marketing agencies and helps them sell more marketing uh, products and services. He's also the author of not one but three books, 
um, from single to scale, um, the universal fuel and five-figure funnels. Uh, good afternoon, Michael, and welcome. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm really glad to be Very here. Very good. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, welcome to uh, Love Your Business TV. Hopefully, the first of many times that I can get you on here. Uh, I've known Mike for just over about a year now, about a year, yeah. 18 months. Uh, we met we met on a personal development program in London. Um, he's a super, super great and a super, super bloke. And he really, really knows his stuff as when it comes down to uh, building sales funnels and sales conversion as well. So good afternoon and welcome, mate. Thank you, man. Yeah, good to be here. I'm going to take that introduction there and, and, and cut that out. It's the <laughs> most generous thing anyone's ever said about me. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So let's um, let's crack on, Mike. Um, yeah. So with uh, the, as you saw last week, we looked at very much about lead channels yeah. um, and how to develop leads for your business, um, and that's kind of all well and good. But then, what happens once those leads come into the business, and how do we turn them to sales? So I've got I've got a couple of uh, really key questions for you, Mike. Um, so I'm going to hopefully test you this afternoon. Uh, yeah. But these questions have come in uh, from the business owners I work with, and also some questions that come in from people. So the first one I've got um, is if I'm going to system work is um, we have a number of customers who just waste our time, and this is um, I hear this so much with a lot of business owners and salespeople. They say we have you know lots of leads potentially. But they're just time wasters. How do we how do we do that better, Mike? Yeah, and you know this is a this is a problem across all businesses. I think I don't think this is exclusive to any one industry. There's always tire kickers, and there's also always um, uh, people who are like window shopping at not the right time. You know, so they're like, oh, actually, if you ask someone, well, when are you wanting to start the project? And they're like, oh, we're just kind of window shopping. It's like, oh, well, we've just wasted a lot of time kind of selling to you and going through that process. So, you know, this question that comes up, the way I believe that you can, in fact, the way we know that you can solve this is to qualify out as early as possible. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit, like how we do that. But it's interesting to first of all note what is it exactly that indicates that it's a waste of time? Because for some people, it's for some businesses, for example, you might say, well, it's a waste of time because they're not able to start for another six months or another 12 months. That's that's a huge waste of time for us. Our industry has a three month buying cycle. They're clearly just window shopping. Another waste of time might be budget. So, you know, your projects might be 10 grand or they might be 500 quid or whatever. And someone comes talking to you and you sell to them and you have a conversation with them those leads come in and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah well our budget is 50 quid or 500 quid and you're like well that's a huge waste of time i think the third probably the biggest one and there's a few other areas but the biggest one is again when you have a conversation with someone and this one used to drive me absolutely nuts and until we kind of eliminated it was I would talk to typically a marketing manager and I'll say, this is what we can do for you. And this is how we can help your business. And this is how we can help you grow. And they go, fantastic. Thanks so much for that. Thanks for the proposal. I'm just going to show this to my boss and I'm going to show this to the director and they've got to sign off. And I'm like, well, that was a huge waste of time because now I've got to sell to him or her as well. So I kind of wish that they were on the call in the first place. So any time you've ever thought there's a customer or a, a lead or whatever you want to call them, who is it? wasted our time it's probably because you haven't qualified them okay brilliant okay and that probably brings us quite nicely actually onto our second one 
um, which is then um, all my customer ever wants to talk to it about is price. And yep. this, again, this is um, a massive, massive uh, uh, issue, challenge that I see for a lot of salespeople um, is that the customer, all they're interested in is price. And it's, uh, you know, predominantly uh, most of these markets are saturated with choice uh, and therefore it's kind of always a race to the bottom. And one of the things I hear, and it kind of makes me smile in a way, is that um, a comment I have back from business owners is, oh, well, we've got a really great relationship with our customers. They tell us what price we need to be. Uh, and it's kind of like, oh, my oh, gosh, <laughs> that sounds like an abusive relationship rather than a, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Well, so how do we get around this, Mike? What, what, what's the kind of principles here? Yeah. OK, so no matter how well our previous agency did, we would always get customers. And it was funny, sort of the higher up the food chain we went, it was almost like the most immediate question that they asked. They were like, look, just give us your price. And the first thing I want to quickly mention is what I call is the turn. It's a little bit of framing. So it's a little bit of me saying, actually, I'm in control here. I'm here to sell you. You actually don't decide this yet. I'm here to work out whether you're the type of customer I want to work with, not whether I'm the type of supplier that you want to work with. So we have this turn, which is they immediately say, just give us the price, give us your best price. And I go, I absolutely am going to give you the best price I can. I just need to ask a few questions first so I can give you the most accurate price I've got. And then we don't have to do a lot of back and forth. Does that sound reasonable to you? And of course, every customer is going to go, yeah, of course, that sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah, Great. Absolutely. So immediately we've batted that off the table because if I tell you the price, if I just say, oh, this house is 500 grand, it's irrelevant of what your budget is. You're going to go 500 grand is a lot of money. And then I've got to work up to that value point. Instead, I want to flip that and make sure that I stack all the value first and then tell you the price. And you go, oh, 500 grand is a steal for this particular house. So the first thing I do is turn them and I say, I'm absolutely going to give you the price. I want to give you my most accurate price. So we don't have a lot of back and forth. I just want to ask a couple of questions. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, of course. Fantastic. And the second thing we ask, and if at any point the price comes up, during the sales stage, the proposal stage, the follow-up stage, whatever, it's probably because you haven't qualified them first. If your customers get to the proposal stage, and I see this a lot, both with agencies, and I, sorry, I work a lot with agencies, so that's why I keep referring to them, but yeah, with any business, if the proposal comes through and they go, oh, we were kind of hoping it could be a different price, or like you say, you might have a supplier who says, well, our customers want to pay this, finding out and qualifying them first is a really good way of pushing that question later. So we have this process called BANTS, which is, so it's B-A-N-T-S. Okay. And before I even talk to them about the project or how we can help with them, even if I'm available to work with them, I want to get these five questions out of them. So B-A-N-T-S, which stands for budget, authority, need, timescale, and suppliers. B-A-N-T-S. We have forms, you know, project inquiry forms. I'll share my project inquiry form with you guys and, and you can just yeah. rip that however you want. Uh, it's worded slightly differently. But even if I had to get on a call with someone back when we were first starting our agency, I would pick up the phone. I'd say, hey, uh, I want to have a really quick conversation with you guys. First of all, what kind of budget are you looking to spend on this? And if they um and are about it, unfortunately, we don't have time to go into how to get that question out. But I want to get that firm answer from someone because anyone who kind of ums and ahs about it later and kind of brings up price as a problem, it probably means I haven't qualified them or asked them that question early enough. I'd way rather 
on the call them say we've got 500 quid i go there's nothing i can do to help you Absolutely. if my if my price is you know Fifteen thousand, and they've got a budget of ten thousand. Chances are they've got fifteen thousand. So I at least want to know the margin that they're in. So budget, authority. Who's the decision maker? Is it just you? Do I need to also talk to your manager as well? They go, yeah, but they're really busy. I go, great, but I need to talk to Batman. I can't just have a conversation with Robin. You know, I need to talk to the head honcho. So I want to understand who the decision maker is. Whose chances are is probably the person who holds the purse strings. And they go, well, that's the accounting department. Great, get them on. I, I want to make sure that, that someone is on the call. I need the decision maker on every single call. And again, if they go, well, we aren't really able to do that, I go, but then I can't help you. If your decision maker isn't able to say, yes, this sounds like we should spend some money on it, I could sell to you all day. It could be the world's greatest project. But if they're not able to see the value, it's irrelevant. So A for authority, N is needs. What are you actually looking for? Like, what, what, what is it within? What, what, what solution are you looking for? What is it you're suffering from? What can I help with? Uh, and that's where we get a bit softer because they say, "Oh, well, these are our goals. These are our problems. We're looking yeah. for this. We're looking for that." Great. I want to get that out. But again, you'd be surprised. Social media marketing is a really good one. Um, you might have an agency that deals exclusively with automation. And you might have an agency that deals with audience management. As a social media agency, you're potentially going to deal with both of them. But if someone comes on and says, oh, we're looking for someone to just automate all of our tweets and Facebook posts, you go, well, we're actually not the agency who can help with that. It's not our specialist area. So you still want to get their needs. T is time scale. When are you looking to start? When do you actually want to kick this off? You go, eh, you know, three months, six months, maybe that's suitable for you. You go, oh, we're just window shopping at the moment. Or we haven't really got a firm time. And again, all of this is telling you how serious are they about working with you. And as and as you've talked about, especially in your in your book, the more you commit back to that business, it's funny how much people want to work to work with you. And yeah, I believe yeah. that qualifying is actually a really good way of getting people to want to work with you. It's, it's kind of getting them to jump through hoops. So T, time scale. When do you want to start working? And finally, S for suppliers. Uh, who else are you working with? Um, have you approached anybody else? Who else? Who's currently doing your marketing or, or your finances or, or whatever it is? So B-A-N-T-S, budget, authority, need, time scale, and suppliers. And eventually, if you can get those questions down, you can put them into a form. You say, oh, we're, we're swamped at the moment. Could you just jump over to this web, uh, you know, uh, loveyourbusiness.tv forward slash project. Get them to fill out this form, qualifies them, takes them 10 minutes, less than that. Or, you know, if, you, if you've really scaled, you've just got people on the phones just qualifying your customers, saying, hey, we noticed that you downloaded our worksheet, you downloaded our, our report, you know, are you, the, are you the decision maker? You're the best person to go through and just go through those same five questions. And yeah, eventually you'll start actually seeing fewer, I have to be a, a less ratio or, or lower volume of leads, but good because the yeah. ones you do see will be really ready and waiting to work with you. And you know, you can add value to them. So, so a lot of clients I work with, Mike, are their kind of uh, businesses that manufacture something uh-huh. and they sell or they're making something and sell it in terms of it could be um, an engineering type of product um, or it could be where they have um, boxes of kit that they're making into a bigger kit uh, and selling that. So it's some of it, a lot of it is kind of trade-based sales. Yeah. How do you apply BANT to a trade-based kind of a B2B sale? Yeah, and... Like everything, as soon as you say, this is what you want to do within your business, 
everyone says, well, it wouldn't work for my business. I'm like, well, it must be <laughs> well, working work for my business. Right. I'm like, well, it must work for someone because otherwise you wouldn't have it. And I oh, yeah, say, but our industry is different, Mike. You don't understand right. our industry. It's always yeah. different. Exactly. And as someone who has worked in, you know, uh, insurance, health insurance, dental, car rentals, welding equipment, garden manufacturing, uh, up all the way up to like really big SaaS projects and, you know, data security on like a government level. Like one of the companies we worked with was, uh, did the um, data protection for uh, number 10 Downing Street and wow. everywhere in between. Qualification is not for the benefit of the customer. It's not for them to go, I actually want to uh, push you back. It's for your benefit. First of all, stop thinking of it in terms of, well, it wouldn't work for our industry because we categorically know that it works for every industry. Any industry that is worth their salt, chances are the reason that they're the number one or number two player is because they have some kind of qualification process. Regardless of the questions, they have a qualification process. Yeah, indeed, and the yeah. reason, right? And the reason is because they're looking for signals we can add value to this customer. That's what they're actually looking for. The budget question is not just a case of how much money can we get from them, how much money they've got to spend. It's can we actually add value to their business? Do they have the resources to add value? When you're starting a business, it's all well and good paying a grand for a website. But chances are you actually wouldn't get any benefit from one of my 15,000 or 25,000 pound websites because you're just starting out. So even as a manufacturing business who literally just sells bricks and someone comes to you and says, I want to work with you, you go fantastic. Let's say two sides, right? First of all, the big side, you've got massive housing manufacturer. You go, we want to work with you. We want some of your bricks. Awesome. What's your budget? Oh, right. Uh, well, we're looking to spend this much. Great. If you've got 10 million, we can help you because that's the minimum order quantity that we work with. We need to know that information because I need yeah, to know, yeah. is it worth me continuing working with you? And on the other side, let's say you're looking smaller scale, you're B2B and you're looking with tradies, you go, great. What kind of budget are you working with? You want to know everything about, well, are they even going to be able to continuously work with us? Are they going to be able to continually buy bricks from us? Or are their prices so low that we know that they're going to be out of business in three months time? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you've got success signals, you've got um, stories and like kind of classic customers who you think we hate working with them, but we've got customers that we love working with. Great. There's probably some pretty key differences. And I guarantee you they're going to fit around that BANTS formula. We think we know that the people we like working with and that we can add value to typically spend 20 grand a month with us. But, but that's always the big the big barrier, isn't it? Because I'm a sales guy, um, yeah. I'm in my business, and um, if I start applying this Bantz uh, process and, and you, what you've kind of pushed through, it's a brilliant, okay, but I'm going to push back now, Mike, and say, but if I do that, um, I'm going to have less customers. Yeah, good. Don't you want fewer customers? Uh, this is always fascinating to me because, first of all, I would way rather – even from kind of the fear of loss or the scarcity thing, I'd way rather work with 10 customers who are really high value than 100 customers who are low to mid value. So yeah, the chances are, but we want to lower the number of customers that you work with. We actually want to do that. In terms of initially, is the number of customers going to drop and your cash flow going to drop? Potentially, yes. But this is how, and we had to look at this when again, when we were running our agency was, 
if we stop getting the 500 pound websites through or the five grand websites through looking at those projects they weren't profitable anyway yeah so although the cash flow came through the customers were of such low quality and it's not their fault it's our fault because we took them on that we were running ourselves ragged and we weren't making any money on them we physically weren't making any money on them and I think a lot of the time that we're trapped in this cycle of, well, I have to the feast and famine, kind of those waves, mm. you know, I have to go get the next customer to bring some cash in. You spend some time just stepping outside of that and thinking, are these types of customers profitable? And a lot of the time they're not. And that's like a whole other conversation that I'll let you take care of, of, <laughs> right, of, 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 of the fear of letting go of customers. But I would way rather have fewer profitable projects and it's a funny thing about you know the universe or whatever as soon as you start putting that stuff out there it tends to reward you it tends to say cool you've started qualifying customers clearly you only work with customers who pay 10 grand and i promise you that those higher quality customers have got higher quality referrals as well your referral engine if you're only working with low value customers and it has to start somewhere uh so yeah the the profitability is probably the the number one thing i'd look at per customer it's a good question though and it does happen it is a problem but yeah yeah i mean it's always the pushback when i work with businesses as well and you talk to them about um changing their marketing and going after the kind of the bigger fish um obviously there are fewer of them um but they are more profitable they're less grief and actually they fit you know, they fit very um, better as well with, with the values of the of the business itself. And therefore, yeah. they're much easier to actually deal with and much more and, rewarding. And I actually, personally, I don't I don't think there's any data to say that there are fewer high quality customers out there. I, I think if, if somehow we could magically find that data, uh, I'm sure Google or, or Facebook have probably got that, <laughs> but um, we would find that actually there's as much across the spectrum, but for whatever reason, there's actually fewer people trying to aim for that higher tier of customer that we do know we do yeah. and i have data on this because i ask my customers how much do you spend per marketing funnel or whatever we know that there's fewer people going after that higher echelon so bizarrely that's actually where there's less competition yeah you've got to work hard you've got to have processes in place but i'd way rather you talked about the fishing analogy just Indeed, because yeah. it's a bit more of a hike to get to that pond with more with bigger fish in it take the hike then fine I'll, I'll spend an extra hour walking there so yeah I, I, it's 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 worth aiming for excellent brilliant mike um well it's kind of we kind of try and limit this guy i think we could talk all day on this for the sounds of it yeah, you're right, um, yeah. but the uh, shows we try and do are kind of around this kind of 20 25 minute um so what about key actions to take away from this mike what what's the key things that um the guys this industry should be doing on in terms of sales conversion yeah. So uh, first of all, having some kind of Bantz framework and also knowing what do you want the answers to be is critical. Have a sit down and think, well, what do we actually want to hear when someone says, what's your budget? Do you want to hear five grand, 10 grand, 250,000, whatever, you know, who are the decision makers? So knowing what that framework is. Uh, and personally, like I said, I'll send you over that that uh, worksheet URL. Try, yeah, and be brilliant, yeah. Try and automate it. Try and get someone else to to, or something else to take care of it and you, yeah. you can focus on other areas so that's that's what i would work on brilliant mike thank you very much um thank you for having me absolutely fantastic and thank you very much for uh, coming on i hope again hopefully it'll be the first of many times uh, you'll come and come and join us um sure. how can people get in touch with you mike if they want to uh, know more about you and the wonderful work that you do 
Sure. Well, you can head to sellyourservice.co.uk uh, or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash service or one word. And that's got tons of sales videos and pricing and objection turning. And uh, don't worry, once 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 you're on my funnel or once I've remarketed you, I'll, I'll find you. <laughs> Brilliant, Mike. Thank you ever so much. Thanks, man. And Thanks for having me on. Really great. Thank you. Uh, so that was Mike, uh, Mike Killen, um, really, really great guy. And hopefully he's given you some great advice there. Well, I know he's given you some really great advice there. Um, if you want to know some more stuff, again, head over to sellyourservice.co.uk. Um, remember the actions that we're taking away. You know, my motto, one of my mottos in life is only shit happens. Um, everything else you have to make happen. Uh, so think about some of the stuff that you've learned this afternoon. How are you going to apply it to your business? How can you apply that bounce uh, philosophy and put that structure into their business i think it'd be really really powerful for you um so as always uh, you can grab a, a copy of my book just drop an email and I'll, I'll send you a free copy of my book um all the stuff that we discuss is all in there uh, you can catch up on the previous shows of course as well uh, there's a score app um it's peckuk.scoreapp.com uh, that gives you an ability to go and measure your business from across a lot of different varieties and gives you a benchmark of where you are on your business um, and stay safe. Uh, next week, we're going to be going to do some stuff around um, asking for the order. There's always that awkward bit when it comes to the end of that um, sales conversation about how you actually ask for the order. So I'm going to deal with some barriers uh, that you come up against and I'm going to knock those barriers down for you next week as well. So as always, uh, stay safe and really looking forward to again to seeing you next week. If you have any questions, any feedback, please just drop me an email um, or put comments and stuff in there. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. And remember, better never stops. <laughs>